What's going on, everybody? <clears throat> Man, that was not a very, like, excited intro. What's going on, everybody? There we go. Sorry for blowing your eardrums out. Welcome back. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed the winning. The men's team did. Um, I don't know what else happened this weekend. Um, the Chiefs and the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. That's fun. Who are we rooting for? We got to root for Devontae Smith, right? Honorary Southeastern Lion. Let me find the article. Devontae Smith siding day. I like pulling this up every time he scores a touchdown. All right. Devontae Smith. Where is his... Uh... Where's his... Uh... That's a video. I don't want the video. How do I always find this whenever I don't need it? But now that I'm in the middle of a, a show, I can't find it. We're going to find it eventually. Anyway, I mean, just uh, just a lot of fun. A lot of fun um, over the weekend in terms of the football, you know? Anyway. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I found it. All right. The name of the article, LSU misses out on top wide receiver Devontae Smith, who picks Alabama. Uh, a meet wide receiver Devontae Smith picked Alabama over LSU, Florida State, Miami, and Southeastern. There we go. So, honorary Southeastern line, Devontae Smith. Uh, big show today, now that we got all that mess out of the way. Um, we'll recap the UNO game from Saturday. Great interview with Ayla Gazzardo. First time we get Coach Ayla on the show. Long interview, great interview. One of my all-time favorites, Coach Ayla. And... Guess who went 5-0 and pick in Southland Conference basketball last week? This guy. Uh, we'll wrap up the show with that. Um, anyway, let's get right into it. Uh, we'll start with the women. That game was not fun to watch as uh, we lose. Oh, Sean Payton just got hired by the Broncos. That's a real-time reaction. Um, that game was not fun to watch, that women's game against UNO. We fall to 11-8 on the year, 6-3 in conference, falling 59-42 to a team that we beat 69-51 just two days earlier. We scored in single digits in both the third and fourth quarter, just 17 combined points in the second half. UNO scored 22 in the third quarter alone. There was only 17 combined points in the fourth quarter. We shot two of 15 from three. 35% in the first quarter, 27% from the game. That's not winning basketball. Um, same amount of rebounds, 36 apiece for each side. And I was shocked. Um, UNO actually turned the ball over more than we did. I thought we turned the ball over a ton. 
Only one player in double figures. That was Alexis Horn. Just not good. Six points, eight rebounds for Natalie Kelly. This game was so annoying. We actually uh, led after the first quarter. Everything was going to plan. We trailed by three at the half, and it felt like, all right, we're fine. We're in good shape. And we go out, and it was the worst half of basketball we've played this year. I got a smoothie. I'm back on my smoothie kick. Um, Just bad, man. Just bad. And so now... We got UIW, who's already beaten us. You know, maybe you look at that and say it's hard to beat a team twice. We lost 55-49 in a game that was never that close back on January 14th. It remains. The magic number remains 50. When we failed to score 50, We've only won once, and that was against Commerce on January 21st in a disgusting basketball game. You know, I came on the show, and I said, this team's playing their best basketball. It's going to be tough to beat us, huh? And we go out and lose 59-42. That said, you know, we've got all the talent in the world. It's just a matter of putting it together. And, man, there is a ton of basketball left. There's still almost a full month left in the season. How? Feels like we've been playing basketball forever. So, I mean, it's not time to panic. But, man, this is a huge week because you get UIW. uh, As we'll, uh, we'll pull up the Southland Conference women's basketball standings. Uh, the big games is, is the one Saturday. That's the that's the big one that you gotta have, or else we are in a bad spot. UIW is only three and six in conference. They have not won on the road this year. Gotta win this one. We're seven and one at home. They're zero and eight on the road. We gotta bounce back. Uh, but the big one, we're not gonna talk about it, but because we'll talk about it on Friday's show, but. Corpus Christi, that's the big one. We're two games back. We cannot fall three games back and expect to uh, make up that ground to win a, a regular season championship. Obviously, you know, it's not the biggest goal. The biggest goal is winning the tournament, but, you know, we, we it just, it stinks because we were, we were, we had everything going for us. And then we just, just didn't play well. So anyway, that's uh, that's Saturday, UIW, or Thursday, I'm sorry. Thursday against UIW, a team that hasn't won on the road. Can I stress that enough? They haven't won on the road. Can we win? Yes. Moving into the men's game. That game a lot more fun to watch. As we are still in sole possession. Of first place in the Southland Conference after an 80-64 to win. That game was so much fun. We are sharing the ball so well. We love playing with one another. It's so fun. 14 assists in this one. We actually got out-assisted, um, which was another shocking stat. The biggest thing, we got sent to the line 20 times. We made 18 of them. That is winning basketball. We shot 50%. Right on the dot from the field, 28 of 56. And um, 
we limited them. They actually shot eight of 13 from three, which it's a good clip. Uh, 61%. They nearly shot 50% from the field. We forced 24 turnovers though. That was huge. That was huge. And um, I said it, we needed to make the open shots they gave us. We did so. Um, I said Nick Caldwell would have a hard time reaching 20. Uh, Shut up, John. He scored 21 to lead the team again. Alec Woodard goes uh, 6 of 7 from the field, 2 for 2 from 3, 17 for Alec, 21 and 8 for Nick, 10 and 7 for Roger McFarlane to go along with 5 assists. Just a good all-around performance. Now, can we get Brody Roberry uh, back into the 20-minute club? He played only 10 minutes. We are still the Mighty 7 for the time being, and it looks like it will be the Mighty 7 for the remainder of the season. Uh, you got a really, really tough matchup on Thursday against UIW. UIW is now my official this is not a sponsored segment, but they are my official sleeper team in the Southland Conference because they started the season terribly. They were so bad. They were bad when we played them earlier this year. From that point forward, they have been very good. They got a big win over Nichols, big come from behind win over Nichols on Saturday. So now they are. Four and five in conference. They started 0 and 5. They've won four in a row. One, two, uh, three. They're technically fourth because uh, there's a log jam and tied for second between Northwestern, Corpus Christi, and Commerce. One, two, three, four, five, six. If the tournament started today, they'd be the sixth seed. Lamar and McNeese are the two teams on the outside looking in. I am petrified of this UIW team because it's hard to beat a team twice. And it's really hard to beat a team that's won four in a row. We've won three in a row. Both teams are playing extremely well. I think it's the best matchup in the conference on Thursday. Going to be a ton of fun. Um, This is the game to go to. I expect it to be high scoring. um, Ton of (sighs) three-pointers. Hopefully we get lucky and, 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 and they get cold. They shot the ball really well when we played them earlier this year. Uh, fortunately, the final five minutes were huge for us. We didn't give up any offensive rebounds over the last five minutes. That was huge. Um, and so, man, you know, it's. I talked about it. I was very scared about the UNO game, playing them back-to-back. I'm even more worried about this UIW game because I think that they have a, a really good shot to play spoiler for everyone. To win the conference, like I said, there's a full month left in the season. Um, We'll see. Um, Let's see how many players they played. Everybody's dealing with injuries at this point in the season. But, I mean, we're only playing seven right now. And uh, they beat Nichols 69-67. They were trailing at halftime 36-31. But they were trailing like the entire game. Man, Nichols played so many players. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine players. UIW on a Saturday played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They only played eight. 
they didn't take a ton of threes, but they are they are so efficient from three. Uh, they shot nearly fifty percent. Jonathan CC is scary. He had sixteen, and uh, the guy who killed us last time, uh, Nikki Kraus. He's coming off a bad performance, 0 for 4. I think he had six threes last time we played him. Uh, Josh Morgan, too. He went 4 for 4 from 3 on Saturday. They shoot the free throw. Uh, they, they shoot the foul shots extremely well, too. Like I said, I think it's going to be a really high-scoring game, and hopefully we catch them on a night where they shoot the ball poorly. You know, we'll take it. Uh, we are in sole possession of first place. We're going to pick games. Take a look at Thursday's basketball slate um, after our interview with Ayla Gazzardo. Awesome interview with Coach. Let's get right into it. All right, we are now very pleased to be joined by the head coach of Southeastern Women's Basketball, Coach Ayla Gazzardo. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Anytime. Anytime for you. Oh, gosh. That that's all I need. I can end it right there. I just came to get my ego boosted a little bit and then I'm out. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Always helping others coach. That's what you're all about. I'm a coach. That's what I do. Right. Right. Um, so let's um, it, it's, it's an interesting time to talk to you because there's so much good, but you're coming off a little bit of bad. So let's just get the bad out of the way. It was a weird week. Because after Thursday, you beat UNO, they did not shoot the ball well. And from the second half on, you were in control. And it felt like if you guys played your game, not only were they not going to beat you, it was going to be tough for anyone to beat you if you play your brand of basketball well. And you go out on Saturday, and we've seen it a few times this year, the offense just never got going. Um, And so is that more of a case of the opponent we played was better? or we did not play the way that we know we can and we need to. I'm happy you're getting this out of the way now so I can just yeah, right. let it go. It's all, it's uh, all good from here. Saturday, Saturday was a little bit of both. The opponent came ready to play. I give them so much props. They were ready. You know, they were playing for something bigger. Their uh, head coach's father just passed away. They wanted to win that game, not only for themselves, their conference, their school, but for her. And kudos to them because they played hard. Um, but it was also a few things that we didn't do well. You know, we did not execute the way we needed to, especially on the offensive end. Um, and we did not handle adversity in the best way from that game. So, I mean, playing that team back to back, um, 30 minutes down the road rival, we know them, they know us. It was a tough week. Definitely a tough week. And the times that you've lost in conference, it's all been, I mean, you can point to the same thing. It's it's not knocking down open shots. It's been less than 50 points. That's kind of been the magic number for you guys. I mean, as a coach, how do you even fix that? Because it feels like it's not even something your guys, your, your players know what to do. It's just the shots aren't falling. Like, is there anything that you can do? We've tried everything. We've gotten to the point where we just have offensive practice. We They're getting in the gym. You know, Mm -hmm. our players are getting in the gym and that's the frustrating part is because, you know, they're putting in the work. Um, It's just shots are not falling. So I give teams credit. They're playing us a lot of zone. We will see zone probably for the rest of this year um, because we're not shooting the ball consistently enough. 
yeah. we're capable. We're yeah. capable. And in practice, we make our drills and our shooting drills. Maybe we need to up it. But uh, when we get in the games, it's just that frustration, that big old block. feels like there's a big old bubble on top of that goal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it's so weird because it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's hard to like point at one thing. Oh, you're not doing this well, but you had the open looks on Saturday, you had them against UIW um, and it just, and they had them against Lamar and it just didn't happen. But, you know, like I said, let's get the bad out of the way. There has been so much good. We used to kill for times like this to be at this know. point And here we are being negative, but man, you know, three game win streak before Saturday. And what has been the thing I I'll start with mine. The rebounding has been so much fun to watch Chrissy Brown. And then the emergence of Natalie Kelly, who came in with some hype from Auburn. She's now really found her spot. You know, the rebounding has to be something that's got to be the best rebounding unit you've had since your time at Southeastern. Oh, hands down. And it's and it's been fun to watch because we've missing so many that there's so many opportunities for offensive rebounds. That's and true. Chris, <laughs> and Chrissy Brown has by far exceeded our expectations. You know, she's a five nine guard, mm-hmm. um, but she's got great basketball IQ. She sees the ball, you know, leaving their hands. She sees it hits the rim. She knows where it's going. Um, she works when the shot goes up. A lot of the posts just turn box out. She's working way before that. Um, so it's been fun to watch her these past few games, you know, really come on her own. She's taken a knack for getting those offensive boards, you know, those extra possessions for us. Um, and that's helped us in a whole bunch of games. Natalie Kelly has been huge for us down the stretch. Um, like you said, she's, she was out for a little while. Um, you know, we play the first half of our season without her. Yeah. Um, she had a hand injury after the Utah game and she really valued being on that court. And since she's came back, she's given 110% every game. 110%. And then she's been doing a little bit more for us, you know, they're just those easy dump down pass, finish putbacks. Yeah. Um, she's being aggressive and you love that for her because like everybody else in the team, she's a hard worker. She puts the time in and you want to see her reap those benefits for that. And then offensively, there's two players that everybody's pointing to. We'll start with Alexis, Alexis Horn. She, you know, came onto the scene and it looked like if she did stay at Southeastern because she was scoring enough that maybe she's one of these players you think, all right, maybe she goes and transfers, unfortunately gets hurt at the end of the freshman year. And now just starting to get her legs back under her. We saw it against LSU and we've seen it in places throughout the season. Is there almost a time where you're like, be more aggressive, take more shots? Because there's been those games where she's taken 20 plus shots and she winds up with 30. What has been the message to her trying to find, you know, that all around player? with her she is by far probably more than anybody in this team in the gym just as much as everybody else I mean she's there morning to night you know we had film at 12 30 she was in the film she was watching film at 8 30 just on her um she wants to know what she's got to do she's one of those kids just like Haley be aggressive be more aggressive demand it um she's capable of doing so many things and she's stretched her game out this year, you know, yeah. able to put the ball on the floor, uh, back to the basket moves, little things that she's done. Um, but she's got to be consistent. She knows that. And she's just as tough as on herself as we are on her. Um, so when you're coaching those kids, you almost have to win in a way, coach them, but be able to pick them up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because her demand for herself is so high. Um, but she knows what she's capable of and we know what she's capable of. That's why it's frustrating sometimes that she's not able to, to do or, or in a way be that person that we need her to be. Um, that's why she, she gets down on herself, but she's fun to coach. She's fun to coach. She's one of those players where you give her the ball and say, go get a bucket. Right. Um, you know, you've been there a few years ago. We didn't necessarily have those kids. We had to get creative and yeah. try to run all these crazy plays just to get them the ball. And now we could throw the ball to the block and say, go get a bucket. And she can yeah. go do that. What was that like last year watching her rehab? You know, it's not the first time that you've had a player like that. But, I mean, to have a player that was so much a, a part of your offense, just to see her, you know, go through that adversity. Yeah, that was tough. Um, I've, I've never really seen it that close up, I think. Um, but, you know, coming off of being freshman of the year, having such a good freshman year and then dealing with everything she had to deal with physically, mentally, emotionally, it was a lot, you know, and I think she really needed last year to get back to herself. And, you know, I think the hardest part for her was she kept trying to be the old Lex, you know, the old yeah. Lexius horn. And we tried to tell her that's not you anymore. You have to find the new you, you know, you might be a step slower, but you're a little bit wiser now. Um, so she's been taking that rehab and she's been fighting and pushing through it. And her year last year was a roller coaster. Yeah. It just is what it is. I mean, and she peaked at the right moment, but this year, you know, she's no brace, no problem. She's playing free. Um, but she still has that in the back of her head, you know, how fast it was taken away. So she truly, truly, you know, respects this game and values every minute she's on that floor. Now, Alexis came in, she was a contributor right away. The story of Haley Giartano is one that you don't see at this level very often because when kids come in as freshmen and they don't see that playing time immediately, we maybe don't see them all four years. Haley earned that spot. What was it about her? Did you know, all right, this is a kid that's going to stick this out? Or when was, was there a huge jump maybe from freshman to sophomore year? What was it where you knew all right, this is someone who not only is going to be around, she's going to be a contributor. Yeah. The one thing about Haley is she's loyal. Um, mm -hmm. People don't know that she's from this area. Uh, her mom works at our school. She's a loyal kid. So her sticking it out, she can push through those hard times, those tough times. You know, she didn't get the playing time that I'm sure she wanted as a freshman, but she knew what she had to do to get that. And she did yeah. it. Um, she put in that work. She put in that time. But, you know, just like Lex, she's another one that we're, you know, trying to, we're not pulling her back. We're saying, go, go get it. Go get you another 24. You know, you yeah. had 24 this night. You should have 24 this night. Get that consistency. Um, so watching her each year, you know, for all the different things that we've asked her to do, we've literally made her play the one through the five. She's yeah. had to guard the bigs. She's had to play point guard. You know, last year we had point guards go down. She took that role and she did it well. You know, yeah. she did it well. So we really count on her for a lot of games. Um, you know on both ends of the floor, offensively and defensively. Uh, she's a smart player. She's one of our captains. She's one of our leaders. Uh, so we look up to her in a lot of different ways. Um, but I think, you know, she's really starting to get her own feel for the game and starting to get her own expectations of what she can do for this program. Do you feel like after Thursday night that you had played your best game? Did you feel like that was the most complete game that you guys had played this year? Oh, not even close. We're so far away from our best, our best game. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, what we can do 
on the offensive end, I think has not been shown yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we've played some decently offensive games, but what we can do on the offensive end has not been shown yet. You know, defensively, you're going to see us every night. We're going to defend. Yeah. Um, we're going to get those easy buckets from defending. Uh, it's just hard being not being able to put that ball in the hole. You know, it's it's exhausting playing defense that much, and you're not yeah. scoring. Because it's it's like you don't score, and you're like, all right, you got to get another stop. We just got five in a row. Now you want us to get another one? Right. You got to. So we once we get that consistency on the offensive end, I think you'll see our best basketball. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm good with it not being right now. I need to be in that conference championship 100%, game. 100%, yeah. Like we had last year. Um, but, you know, I need some consistency from our team, you know, just to get us in that rhythm on the offensive end. Has your coaching style changed at all throughout these, especially these last couple of years where the talent has increased so much so that you, you've gotten stops defensively? You know, it went from being this shootout every single game to now you're – I mean, the amount of three-pointers has gone down so much over the last couple of years. Has that been a change that you've made based on the talent, or is that where you've always wanted this team to get? I don't think it's it's changed on the, the talent. You know, we're able to shoot the three. You know, we're capable of shooting the three. We were shooting the three a few years ago at 40%. Haley was in that 40%. Mm-hmm. Um, the type of teams that we're playing right now have understood, you know, where we're the best at, you know, we're the best at going against man. It is what it is. We're the best at being able to put the ball on the floor transition. So if they come back and they just sag, we like to be aggressive when yeah. people try to put us in a box and, you know, in a way passive, we don't like that. We want to fight. We want to, we want that punch. Um, so I think that's changed a little bit, but my style has been pretty much the same. I will say that I have gotten more lenient with my offense. Mm-hmm. Um, within the years it used to be I was very micromanaging you cut here you screen like this you step to this you shoot now now it's we're getting kids to make plays you yeah. know we're getting playmakers and now I can say all right we're going to run this you're going to get the ball on the block you go to work um instead of this is the move you're going to make because this is one move that's going to be successful um so it's changing a little way I'm not as anal with offense anymore mm-hmm. um but there's still that little bit in me where I'm like, you're not running it right. Fix it. <laughs> so I think they get it. I, I put a lot on them. Um, a lot of new plays. My playlist is long. It's just, we got to put the ball in a hole and they're open and they know they're open. And that's, what's frustrating sometimes because the play works and they know it works and they see they're open. They just got to hit it. And that's that confidence, but look, we're going to get it. I didn't know we will. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, we were talking before um, just about the the building of this program. And I don't know if you can answer. I'm trying to find a way to ask this without getting a coach speak answer, because I think that there is, it almost has to be a coach speak answer, but I mean, how, what's been the difference because you were on staffs where the teams still were not good here at Southeastern. What you had to say like that. (laughs) Well, you know, it's just the You're truth. Right. It's the going, truth. And you know what? When I was a student and I was covering those teams, I, I sugarcoated it. I said, look, you know, when we play a team from Missouri at two o'clock in the afternoon in the month of February, we're two and five this year. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. 
what was we're happy right i mean how do you build something that had nothing as easy as that question is to answer because that is a terrible question by me (laughs) no we look that that was hard um we were selling a dream you know when we first got the job we were selling a dream we were selling visions um our expectations were high and to be honest, the class with Haley and Morgan and I mean, not Morgan, uh, Alex and Deja, when they came in, that's the class that really changed it. Um, they were okay with making people uncomfortable. Um, they were okay with taking starter spots. They were in the gym. They changed that culture. And once that culture started changing, it was game over. Yeah. You know, it was, it was now you fall into place or you get left behind. You know, if you didn't fit in with what our culture is now, then you don't fit in and you're not going to be here. Um, and if they didn't, they didn't get rid of you, I had to get, let you go. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those types of people changed our culture. And then you get great people like Chrissy Brown, Natalie, uh, Kelly, and then you're keeping on bringing those, those good people in and that helps your culture keep growing. Um, and you get a kid like Jen Pierre, who's, her speeds outrageously fast. Yeah. Um, any bigger than we probably wouldn't be able to touch her, but I mean, that's, you change that culture. And once you change that culture, you start winning some ball games. Yeah. I remember seeing her in the state championships and like that kind of kid used to not even think about Southeastern and now is, and like, that is the big program shift as you continue, you know, it's gotta be crazy year one to now some of these recruiting trips that you and your staff are going on to see some of these kids you probably didn't have a chance of talking to a few years ago yeah it was fun uh we offered jen a eighth grade year wow (laughs) we're like like we want you okay (laughs) i remember sitting in there with her and she was so sweet sweet as can be when she used to come to our kids camp we watched her grow up she's right down the road and we're like we want you to come and then every year we're like we're still offering you. She's like, okay. And it got to like her senior year. And I'm like, we still want you. We're good now. Come on. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's taken its toll. Um, we've been told no before we've asked and begged, but it got to the point now, you know, it's fun this year because we're looking for a certain type of player. Now um, we're not begging anymore for them to come here. Um, you know, we're looking for a certain type of player. And if you don't fit what we believe, our culture believes, you're not going to make it here. And it's not for everybody. We're tough. We coach hard. Um, we're able to give and take. You know, it's it's a lot to play here. But it's going to be rewarding in the long run. Now moving uh, really quick uh, into what you've got coming up next. You've got UIW you get the chance to be the team that plays them second after losing to them. And then, I mean, a huge matchup against Corpus Christi before we get into that. Um, is there a fear of looking ahead to Saturday? It's always a fear. No, this is a big week um, in general, you know, we've got so many feelings towards incarnate word. A lot of them, yeah. um, you know, they, they got us last year in the championship game. And I think that one like hurt our heart. Um, and then they got us this year. So we want to beat them. And it gets to the point where do we want to beat them so bad that we're not focused and locked in? Right. So we've got to really be able to decipher how hard are we playing and how smart are we playing? We got to be able to do both. Um, 
but you know, you always look at Saturday's game um, and prepare for that too. You know, our coaches are scouting right now and working on their scouts for Thursday and Saturday. So it's, you're watching a lot of film in a short amount of time. So we're, we're looking at Saturday's game, but we try to take one game at a time. You know, last week we were talking about UNO twice that week, and we're like, all right, we just got to win Thursday first. Win Thursday. Do what you got to do on Thursday. We'll worry about Saturday then. Um, but it's the same. You know, we know what's ahead of us. We know what we need. Um, but we also know that a, a loss to Incarnate is not going to help us get where we want to go. Right. And then um, that Thursday to Saturday, I mean, is that is there pros and cons to that? Or is it more just – this is a really hard thing to prepare for playing a game and then turning around so fast. Luckily for us, the first half of our conference, um, we pretty much played everybody except for McNeese, but the teams that we play on Thursday, we have a few days to prepare for, Mm -hmm. but luckily for us, the teams that we play on Saturday run similar to the same stuff. So we're like, okay, it's good. (laughs) It's good. Um, But when you don't have bodies, you know, we're playing seven, eight players. Sometimes it hurts, you know, that, that quick turnaround because Friday is really just film, get on the court, go through things you quickly need to go through. You don't want to keep them on them. You don't want to kill them. Um, you can't really go a lot of up and down. So you have to get really creative with what you do on Fridays. And then, you know, Saturday morning, you're waking up early. Let's roll. So it's, it's that quick turnaround. Yeah. You talk about waking up on Saturday. That's what I wanted to ask. You guys actually get the second half of the doubleheader on Saturday. Is that at all any different? Kind of. I mean, we we normally play at one o'clock. We're playing at one thirty. Um, it changes our shoot around time just a little bit. I think the guys got to go like 5 a.m. if they want to shoot around. Oh, my gosh. We're not. Yeah, we're not doing that. Um, no. <laughs> but for us, we get, you know, we get the 30 minute warm up. And I think that's more of like conference tournament feel. So we went back to our conference tournament notes. You get 30 minutes to warm up, similar to the same. Um, but it's a scout's done. You know what you got to do. You know what you need to do to win. Um, so the, all the preparation is all the same. And then finally, Coach, um, we'll, we'll talk again right before the conference tournament, but what a weird year in the conference. You know, you got a D2 team that's playing as well, or a transitioning mm-hmm. D2 team in commerce. Corpus Christi's been great, but there's not a <laughs> single team that you look at and you say, this team cannot beat anyone. Everyone can beat anyone. It's got to be one of the more weird years to try to figure out the conference from your perspective. It's, it's one of those years, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, when people ask me like, Oh, you got three losses. Oh, Corpus beat y'all commerce beat y'all. I'm like, no, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, no, uh, it's, it's one of those nights where anybody can get you at any given time. You know, you take Saturday, you know, and the polls we're higher than you know, but they played well and we didn't, yeah. we had a bad night. They had a good night. That's why we play the sport. You know, that's why we go play those power five teams because any given night we can knock somebody off quick. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's the fun part about this being on the opposite side of it. You're like, it's frustrating because you have to be perfect at every time. And that's, you know, that's what we're trying to do. We preach consistency and that's been our word all year, being consistent, being consistent and to be successful, you have to be consistent. Head coach of the Southeastern women's basketball team, Ayla Gazzardo, Lady Lions at home on Thursday and Saturday. Go watch them win. Coach, coach, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And appreciate everything you've done for me. Appreciate you supporting the pages. Appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you so much.
Huge thanks to Ayla Gazzardo for her time. One of my all-time favorites and uh, first-time guest on the show. So we thank Coach Ayla. And uh, with that, we now move into the uh, the final stretch of the show. As we take a look at the, uh, we'll start on the women's side. Southland Conference women's schedule this Thursday. Texas A&M Commerce will take on Nichols. You got to think that Commerce takes care of business there. A&M Corpus Christi travels to UNO. That's an interesting one. You know, UNO coming off the win, but Corpus Christi, they're who we're chasing. So in a perfect world, you know, uh, UNO helps us out. They get the upset. Lamar and McNeese is an interesting one. Uh, That's probably the most even matchup that we'll have this this Thursday. Uh, And probably the most important one. As uh, I'm going to pull up these uh, these standings here for the women's side, uh, McNeese and Lamar. Yeah, that's a huge game. McNeese is five and four. Lamar is four and five. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, Lamar is just one game ahead of UNO for the final tournament spot. Nichols needs to win. I mean, they are on life support to make the postseason. The other games: Incarnate Word and us, Southeastern. UIW is only three and six. Like I said, they're 0 and 8 in conference. Um, we need to win. And if if we lose and Corpus Christi wins, we are in a huge hole. Um, I don't think we're going to get helped out by Nichols against Commerce. I just don't. Uh, and then Northwestern State and Houston Christian is the final game. Um, Houston Christian four and five. Northwestern State. Or actually, that's the uh, the men's standings. Northwestern State is five and four. Houston Christian is three and six. But Northwestern State is one and eight on the road, so that could wind up being an upset. Um, so let's pick it. I will take Commerce to win. I don't see Nichols putting up much of a fight there. Uh, UNO. Why not? We'll pick the upset. Privateers coming off a big win. I'll take Lamar. I, th- I don't think McNeese is very good. McNeese is five and four, but I don't know. I just I'll take Lamar. Lamar's two and seven on the road. I that's a coin flip. I'll take Lamar because of who they've beaten. They've beaten better teams than McNeese has. Of course, I'm taking the Lady Lions and Houston Christian. Mm, that's tough. That's another one that's just a coin flip. Whew. I'll take Northwestern State. That's the uh, the women's slate. Now, the thing I want to brag on myself about, I went 5-0. and oh, Picking the Southland Conference men's slate on Saturday. Let's see if I can do it again. All right. Thursday, Commerce taking on Nichols. Texas A&M Commerce, 6-3 in conference. Nichols is 5-4. The Colonels have lost two in a row. They are 7-0 at home. They are 2-10 on the road. 
Record-wise, it's an upset for Nichols, but I think it's an easy win for the Colonels. On their home floor, I take Nichols. Corpus Christi and UNO. This could be a really fun game. Corpus Christi is 6-3. and three. UNO is a much better team than their record indicates at 3-6. and six. UNO is the home squad. They're 5-6. and six. Commerce is a pretty good road team. Um, I'll take Corpus Christi. Northwestern State will roll over Houston Christian. I will take Southeastern to beat UIW. Of course I will, but like I said, I'm worried. Um, it's not a lock. And then uh, also tickets are as low as $6 to that one, um, according to ESPN.com. Lamar and McNeese in the most disgusting game of the year. Uh, a couple of 2-7 and seven teams basically trying to eliminate each other from postseason contention. This game, is it on ESPN Plus? Unfortunately, it is. Oh, Lamar is 0-9 on the road. McNeese has lost seven in a row. Pick your poison. I'll take the Cardinals because they are young. They've got that as an excuse. I will take Lamar to pull the upset on the road. What are we rooting for this week? We're rooting for, of course, Southeastern to win. We're rooting for Houston Christian to beat Northwestern. We're rooting for AM Corpus Christi to lose to UNO. And we are rooting for Commerce to lose to Nichols. If all that happens, we will have a two-game lead. Sole possession of first place with a two-game lead in the Southland Conference. That is our show. Huge thanks to Ayla Gazzardo. Thank you to everyone who has supported the show by listening. Um, it means a ton. I say it every time, but I'm going to keep saying it because um, I appreciate every single person who listens. Um, go out, support the Lions on Thursday, and then uh, get ready for a big day on Saturday. We're on national television. We'll preview that one on Friday. Follow us on Instagram at the state of SLU and on Twitter at the state of SLU. Excuse me. Visit our website, thestateofslu.com. It's lying up over everything. This is the state of Southeastern.